what is happening. Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. Great news for the American people. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert, featuring Stephanie Bell, News Director Brian Houseworth, John Marsh, and Hannah, the producer. This is why we listen to you. Get ready, pal. And now, here's your host, Brandon Rathert. We're just weeks away from the busiest season of the entire year of Christmas. And our whole infrastructure can shut down based upon this administration's negotiation with the rail. This pro-union individual who has failed once again. And he's asking government to step in. He being Joe Biden. Uh, as Kevin McCarthy, uh, very likely the House Speaker, when we get into 2023, the GOP congressman from the state of California talking about this potential for a railroad strike. And apparently this is kind of a big deal, as we've talked about this before. Some of our research has bore out uh, rail industry employment here in Missouri. Just in Missouri's economy, we're going to get drilled down on how this will actually potentially affect you. Um, large impact in Missouri's economy, generating an estimated $2.7 billion annually in gross state product. $1.5 billion in personal income through the railroad industry generated in the state of Missouri and $82 million in new net Missouri general revenues. And I guess with our budget picture there, we, we'd we be okay losing that $82 million right I, now. Yeah, but I think by tonnage, rail tonnage, we're fourth nationally. Yeah. So it's it's a huge deal for Missouri. Now, Congress apparently has stepped in a whole bunch of times before. Um, and they have, uh, under their uh, power to regulate commerce, they have the explicit power to step in here. Um, the question is, will they do it? Um, apparently, they've stepped in. Uh, 18 previous times to resolve disputes, similar disputes. Yeah, if you look at... Uh, President Truman um, actually was involved when the railroads were going to go on, and I think the steel industry, it was back in the, the Korean War, so there there is some precedent. Now, Congresswoman Cory Bush, who is from St. Louis, uh, in kind of the lead, one of the leaders of the, um, the squad uh, on Capitol Hill, she posted uh, on Twitter yesterday that every worker deserves paid sick leave and she writes this uh, Brandon Stephanie she says quote I will not support a deal that does not provide our rail workers with the paid sick leave they need and deserve end of quote that seems to be the and Senator Bernie Sanders has said the same thing that seems to be kind of the big issue to Senator Sanders and to the congresswoman there um, the Democrat there are Democrats on both sides of, uh, of this and probably on the Republican side as well. But that this issue of sick leave seems to be kind of a sticking point. And here's the thing that really surprised me, the amount of freight that is moved via railroads. And again, one of the beautiful things about being here in Missouri, we talk about I-70 and how important it is to transportation, to the mm -hmm. uh, uh, transportation of goods all across America because of I-70. And rail is no different, really, here in Missouri. You look at the vibrant railroad life in, for example, Jefferson City, and then you get into, you start getting north of 70, the, the amount of uh, uh, train tracks and yes. rail traffic that comes through the state of Missouri. Missouri, forty percent of the nation's entire forty percent. Mm -hmm. That's all. It's almost half. Almost half. So, like, if you're trying to buy twenty three pounds of butter or a cell phone, and I don't know what they carry on trains. I don't know if they do refrigerated products. I'm not that familiar with the rail uh, industry. Forty percent. That's a lot of stuff. So, remember when we had shortages of diapers and it's not cell phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it would be a massive impact. Yeah, and when we were freaking out when we couldn't find important things like baby formula or uh, toilet paper, we could go back to that. Except on a larger scale, 
of certain products. And I'll bet your ass federal government makes sure that you get those COVID vaccines through. Because remember, they said last week, who was it that said last week? It was some doctor on CNN saying, well, because there have been medication shortages even locally. I said, one of our TV stations, you know, there's shortages of amoxicillin and this. And they said, well, it's supply chain issues. But the COVID vaccines, how is how is the supply chain issue not affecting COVID vaccines? God. Because no one's taking them, so they're <laughs> yeah. just stocked up all over. Um, 52% of coal shipments move by uh, train. More than half of all fertilizer, a quarter of grains go by rail, and 95% of the ethanol used in gasoline. So, you know, products that are really cheap right now, like uh, fertilizer and gas, are moved by rail. This is just... <laughs> there are a lot good. of hazardous materials go yes. by train, too, that aren't, you know, that are not so safe to be on the road system. Isn't so it? people don't realize that, especially the all the all of that that comes through Jefferson City on a daily basis. And, and that's exactly right, John. I mean, Union Pacific has a huge presence in Jefferson City. Stephanie, you could probably hear it from your law office every day, and you can hear it at the Capitol. And Brandon is absolutely correct. If people, and they, we, we tend to not think about it a lot, although there are some railroads that go by the Columbia area. Moberly is, in our listening area, a huge railroad town. I, I know when I worked at the Moberly radio station, I lived near the that rail line, and uh, it was Burlington Northern. Uh, they change the names all the time. I be I'm not BNSF. sure. Yeah, that line went through and uh, constantly going through there. But Moberly, uh, certainly you get into uh, the Higby area, down towards Fayette. But uh, those towns, they're huge, huge presence. So hopefully, uh, there's a variety of reasons, but there's a lot of concern. Um, and uh, and the president has actually said it's. T- he said basically Congress needs to take action. Um, historically you could make the argument that the president actually could do that himself i'm not a lawyer but i mean harry truman did it don't give he, joe any ideas he actually, Brian. but he, he harry truman stepped in i mean there is no question now granted there was a, a huge war going on but uh but there is some precedent there i just always see this i get this image of joe biden in the white house licking an ice cream cone <laughs> making important policy decisions uh 874-9390 clay welcome into wake up in missouri how are you man I'm wonderful. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I've been waiting for days to talk about this exciting train conspiracy theory that I have. We're listening. All right. So I'll need you all to help me remember because I know I didn't make this up on my own. Well, I'm going to lay that uh, responsibility on Hosworth or staff. <laughs> or well, I was really talking to him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so let's remember back to when Joe Brandon took office, shut down the Keystone Pipeline. That eliminated shipment of oil northern northern across the United States and almost forcing it all to be done by rail by also doing some of the uh, regulations on shipping via semis. So now we're harking back to all of this rail shipment stuff, including crude oil and usable oil, is being forced through the railroad. Joe Biden is a railroad man. So this, to me, looks like one big, giant conspiracy for Joe to somehow line his pockets with more money by making it look like a railroad strike when all he's going to do is work for them and make it look like something else is going on. You know, I'm not big into conspiracy theories, but everything you say is believable. I really believe, I believe it. it. Yeah. 
Clay, thank you for checking in on Wake Up Mid-Missouri this morning. I appreciate that. By the way, when it comes to conspiracy theories, George Carlin, years ago, obviously, but he, he was on he was on like a, a CNN or something. They were talking about conspiracy theories. George Carlin was saying, because I used to be one of those, uh, well, okay, when did they have the meeting? When did everybody conspire to create this COVID thing? And George, uh, George Carlin did a really, really good job of saying it's not, that's not how it happens. It's just all of these, you think about it, especially when you talk about liberal, progressive journalists coming out of the nation's schools, including the finest school of journalism right here in mid-Missouri, and they're, they're taught crap. And then they come out and then they push that crap because for four years it was thumped into their head. This is reality. This is is re- reality. So it's that mindset. And they all believe this, all this stuff that isn't true. She's a he, he's a sure. And, and, and kids should at the age of eight get surgeries to change their sexes. They all believe that stuff. That is the conspiracy. 874-9390. Nathan, what's up? Hey, Brandon. Uh, I had to follow up my buddy Clay there. I think that's the first time I ever talked to Hannah, too. So if you remember back in the 80s, uh, the air traffic controllers went on strike. Reagan. Reagan called in the yeah. National Guard. Yeah. Most of those air traffic controllers were members of the Air National or members of the National Guard, so they had to go to work anyways yep. for less pay. Hey, and that's yeah, I was going to mention that. I, I remember that even with my political acumen being what it was back in the early 80s when that happened. I remember sitting there going, "Wow, who's this Ronald dude? He's pretty badass." I mean, he just he put his foot down. So, Nathan, thank, thank you for the phone yeah, call, and yeah. kudos on being able to chat with producer Hannah. That's not quite what he just described is not quite what happened. Actually, President Reagan fired the air traffic controllers. Um, Dang, Houseworth with the immediate fact check. Well, it, I mean, it was a huge deal, and Nathan's right. They did, you know, we're going to call in the National Guard. The, the PATCO was the name of that union, and they... Um, and, and the caller's right. It was very divisive, and, and, and the union people were furious. They were very, very upset. Keep in mind, Ronald Reagan, when he was an actor, governor of California, he was the head of the actors' union out there. So a lot of people, th- and a lot of union people, I can tell you, I grew up in North St. Louis County, a lot of union people voted for him in 1980 and 84. That said... Many were angry that he replaced those Patco workers. So this is a little different. I, you, I'm not sure you can just bring in people, you know, and, and put them out on a train. I mean, this Here, is go operate yeah, this multi-million yeah, tonnage it, it, yeah. uh, vehicle and I, take it from yeah. here to Secaucus, New Jersey. But yeah, it's and I there may be some federal laws there. I'm not so sure, but. Uh, President Reagan did take some criticism. Now, of course, uh, his base liked it, but uh, they were they, those workers were actually replaced. They were they were fired. President, uh, there's actually I was at his presidential library in Simi Valley, and there's a a uh, basically a kind of a display like a computer. And um, I listened to some of the speeches, and he he thought about it, and there was a lot of different scenarios, but that was one that. Um, that kind of changed the way uh, labor didn't recover from that one for a while. Well, and the other thing I'm worried about, uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. True. And I'm guessing Santa Claus gets some help from the uh, from, from the railroad industry. I mean, 40% of the goods in America through, through, mm-hmm. uh, uh, through freight on trains here in America. But Santa Claus is magic. He will, even if it doesn't work out the, <laughs> the way we think it's going to, uh, everything is going to be okay. When was our last rail strike? It was like in the 90s under H.W. Bush, and it only lasted a couple days before Congress intervened. 
Yeah, and they've been kind of short. Uh, Stephanie, do you know the? I've, I, it's there, and there've been threats over the years. Very few of those end up materializing. The last time Congress ended a rail strike was in 1992. There you go. Yeah, yeah, and that was. Uh, that was again um 92 would have been a democrat um democratic control and tribe probably jim wright at that time speaker of the house um so again this it doesn't matter who's in charge uh who's which party is in charge on capitol hill that's just a very tough issue because no matter what the the democrats don't want to offend the union by the same token if this thing gets shut down that's a huge issue all right, welcome into Wake Up Mid-Missouri. There's Brian Hausworth, Stephanie Bell, producer Hannah John Marsh. I'm Brandon Rath. Austin McKinney, Des making a big run. It's been for him. Des is snuck in behind. Des in the middle. Pulisic scores! Uh, by the way, the dude that scored that uh, winning goal, the only goal in that game yesterday for Team USA, he's in the hospital this morning. He got, he got popped in the groin or in the stomach really bad scoring that He goal. took a knee to the groin. And you saw that, and you feel for him when I saw it. He's down like, oh, dude. It's one thing if you get racked there, uh, but when you get racked there and there's millions of people all across the world watching on TV, that's a different thing. And I'll say, listen, I'm not a big fan of soccer either. I'm, I'm really not. But I would rather Team USA takes a win than a loss to Iran. That would that would not feel good this morning. That would feel, in my mind, that would feel like November the 9th. <laughs> Coming up, we're going to be doing What's Hot with Hannah. What do you have for us today, Hannah? Well, we've got another weird holiday edition version of a food that I think just should not happen at should, all. Food, this should not be, you shouldn't be doing this in your house. What's that I got for you? We're going to find out coming up 725-ish on Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri, featuring Brandon Rathard. Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard. It's what happens when you let emotionally unbalanced people play in a room full of microphones. 93.9 The Eagle. Good morning, 725-ish, which means it's... It's 726. Time for What's Hot with Hannah. Progress. Uh, not perfection. <laughs> <laughs> you know, while you guys were out last week and it was Steve Spellman and State Rep Sarah Walsh filling in on Wake Up in Missouri, what I did for What's Hot with Hannah was a holiday edition of canned spam. And it was figgy pudding flavored spam, which <laughs> sounds horrible. The first ingredient first ingredient was still pork. So I think it was probably like a salty weird spam flavored figgy pudding kind of sounds like that wet dog food that you would open up yeah i would agree with that um today's product is even more like wet dog food in my opinion (laughs) um heinz which over here when i say heinz you probably think of ketchup first apparently in the in, in the uk heinz is really well known for their soups okay so they are the progressive soup of the UK. They've released their holiday products, and they are doing Heinz Big Soup Christmas Dinner in a can. And it looks like the nastiest slop I've ever seen. It's got turkey. Does it look like something you'd find in a diaper? Just about. Okay. It's got turkey, sausages wrapped in bacon, 
Brussels sprouts, stuffing balls, potatoes, parsnips, carrots, cranberry sauce, and gravy. All in one concoction. And don't worry, if you don't eat meat or other animal products, they make a vegan version of this. <laughs> as, if it couldn't, as if it couldn't get any worse. They released the vegan option. Gosh. And apparently they did this last year and it sold out in like three hours. So they made 20,000 cans this year. So if anyone listening right now is interested, you better get on that. Isn't that weird whenever you come out with these weird food combinations? There's nobody going, oh, I want to try that because it looks delicious. They're not saying that. They're like, oh, this will be weird. They're like, I got a white elephant party I need to go to, and I'm going to grab one of those cans real quick. I mean, it really does look like dog food. Marsh, anybody know offhand without GTS in it what uh, SPAM stands for? Uh... Spice, pork, shoulder, and ham, I think is what it was. Uh, say spare parts and more. <laughs> I, think, I think technically it's special processed American meat. I think, uh. true story, back in the day when I was doing Top 40 Radio and playing Britney Spears records, we didn't know this. We were doing some kind of spam thing. Spam will bounce Almost like a basketball. You want to impress your friends at Christmas parties here during the holidays, you bring you a can of Spam. I still don't think I've tried Spam. Oh, I have. You You can fry it. Put that Spam in your back pocket and at the Christmas party say, hey, did you all know Spam? And you pop open that and then bounce and it'll bounce. I'm not like fried bologna. (laughs) I'm not sitting next to you at the Christmas party. Uh, Coming up. Proof that progressivism, progressivism is a mental illness. Hear that proof coming up five minutes. Opinions on social issues? We throw those around, too. Wake up mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle. Today is Chicago Mayor Lightfoot's two-year anniversary in office. To mark that occasion, Lightfoot announced she would only grant one-on-one interviews to black and brown journalists. That's a report from WGN on Chicago, I think, last year. One of the most racist things that anybody in elected political leadership could do. If you are white, I am not talking stunningly racist and obviously Chicago the whole nation knows about the crap shoot that is the city of Chicago especially under Lori Lightfoot's uh, leadership the increase in crime which we're seeing nationwide it's not just Chicago uh, all the issues they have there they want to uh, uh, they say we need to do away with gun violence but they only mean the shootings where people die you know four or five at a time where they're getting people dying on a regular basis day because of gunfire in those neighborhoods but that's, that's not important. It's only important when a walk, white guy walks in somewhere into a grocery store and shoots people. That's the kind of stuff we want to get rid of. We're not even trying to pretend like we're trying to fight what's happening in our neighborhoods, happening on a daily basis. And now she wants to run for re-election, which is fine. Uh, but here, here's what gets me. And this is, you know, I've had friends say for a long time, progressivism is a mental illness. And I'd always chuckle. Yeah, it's a great talking point. These people are just mentally out of it. They've lost all grasp of anything that is real, the incredibly arrogant and selfishness. I imagine most of these people like the smell of their own flatulence, Hannah. Progressivism is a <laughs> mental, I do. I envision they're like one of those people like, huh, not too shit. What the heck? How did you get there? Uh, you know, because that's how arrogant they are. Really? 
She reimagined her position about journalists after our friends at Judicial Watch got a hold of her and sued her. And she, they actually didn't end up going to a hearing on the merits. She was like, you know what? I'm just going to take the L on this one and, and change my, how, my position. How is it racist to exclude white people from something, especially excluding access to an elected servant? How is that racist, Lori? Probably one. I don't get it. Don't get it. So here... Uh, announcing her decision to run for re-election. Stunningly arrogant and complete. This woman, she lacks self-awareness. That's how bad she is. And there's, you know, I have few pet peeves in life. I don't like when people talk about flatulence. Uh, I can't stand when people don't use their traffic signals in traffic. There's few things that, that in life, they get me bent out of shape few things that i will complain about gender reveals gender reveals add that oh by the way we're we're doing stephanie's uh oprah has the list of my favorite things we are compiling and when i say we i mean stephanie is compiling her list of stephanie's suck list to go up against oprah winfrey this year we're going to tag her on the socials and it's going to become a thing probably bigger than oprah ever your stephanie's suck list things i hate people who bring hard-boiled eggs on planes or to work Sorry. For people... Oh, did you say Hannah doing that this morning? No, not this morning, but I definitely have in the past. Uh, or people who at lunchtime will bring the microwave broccoli in our kitchens. <laughs> microwave broccoli, Marsh, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, or microwave popcorn at O'Dark 30. <laughs> huh. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Hannah. I think popcorn smells good as long as you don't burn it. Um, People who take the elevator one floor who are clearly able-bodied. Boom. I don't want to stop on every floor. No. Take the stairs. Walk. Uh, The paper towel size in the men's restroom. (laughs) What? I haven't heard this one. (laughs) So you go into the men's room and the paper towels and you put your hand, you do the karate chop to get the paper towels to come out because... They're motion activated. Yeah, so you got to go like, whoa! And then you're... And it's it's not much. It's very. It's a. There's not many squares to spare in that thing. Brian, you got my back on this. Uh, I do. All right, thank you. <laughs> so here's what I did about that. I learned how to change the thing myself and reprogram it. I don't know how to work most of these computers that Stephanie and Hannah work here in the studio. I don't know how to do that. I know how to adjust the side of the paper towels in the men's restroom. <laughs> you also never admitted to how you knew. What the size of paper towel in the women's restroom was. Uh, so, (laughs) (laughs) and how you acquired said paper towel from the women's restroom. Listen, if you or somebody you know is having issues with drinking or drug use and they want to quit, <laughs> uh, reach out. I will. I can at least share what was shared with me. That's all I'll say about that story. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> by the way, there's producer Hannah. <laughs> Good morning. John Marsh is here. Good morning. Mr. Brian Howlsworth giggling. Good to see you, sir. Uh, Stephanie Bell is here. Good morning. My name is Brendan. Uh, let your friends know. Hey, coming up 810, Gary Pinkle, legendary coach. He is going into the college football Hall of Fame. Hmm. Not a whole... You look at everybody involved in college sports over the years, college football, millions, I would assume, over the the collective Mm -hmm. uh, time. Uh, Not very many in the Hall of Fame. Gary Pinkle, who makes Mid-Missouri his home, he's here in Studio 810. He was stopped by here before. He heads off to Vegas for that induction thing. 
So Lori Lightfoot, uh, here's why I think she exemplifies that these uh, far left, hard liberals and progressive. Yes, if an eight year old kid says that they're a boy instead of a girl, you sh- you should get them surgery. That's the kind of sickness I'm talking about. Lori Lightfoot, listen to her rationale. Listen to what she says in talking about making another run at mayor in Chicago. Reach voters all across the city uh, to remind them not only what we've done over the last three and a half years, but what our vision is for the next four and why uh, the only rational choice uh, is to return me uh, to office. The only rational choice. In other words, that's gaslighting. If you don't vote for me, you're irrational. The only rational choice in this woman's brain is to vote for her because look at how good of a job she's done. Woman lacks self-awareness. If you know that you lack self-awareness, by the way, does that become an oxymoron? If you know... You can't. If you know that you lack self-awareness. You can't know. If you lack self-awareness, then by definition, you cannot know that because you're not aware of the fact that you lack self-awareness. It's like a circular logic... She is the clear. F- <laughs> You're not even going to try to take a stab at I that one. I won't take a stab at it. But she she's the clear favorite to uh, to yeah, win. There, there is no question about apart. it. But there was a time. Everybody says Chicago is a very democratic, and it is. There's no no question about it. And and you can make the argument because there are so many voters in Chicago and Cook County, they dominate statewide elections because they can outvote the people downstate. There is no question about that. But in 1968, Richard Nixon went up there to Chicago. We can talk all we want about the he ran, you know that Hubert Humphrey race, and uh, there was also uh, there was also a third party candidate, George Wallace. But it really was Chicago that tilted that race for Nixon, and he had 400,000 people show up for a, for an event for him. There were Republicans at that time, very very few Republicans well, up there today. It's just a sick way of thinking, and we can look right here in our home state, man. Corey Bush, this woman is sick, saying the guy who is executed yesterday it was racism because look at the number of people at death row that are black and all well maybe let's let's start before that maybe that's it's not that we're not putting people on death row because they're black uh and yes i want to contrast this was with uh, uh great coverage today by the way uh john and brian uh, on this uh <clears throat> execution hmm. uh so there's been a lot of talk in the news about about um you know, the, the the young girl, his 19-year-old daughter, yeah. uh, petitioned to go to the, the execution. She can't. Missouri law says you got to be 21. And you had, we played the audio of sure. the priest yesterday or the pastor yesterday. Daryl Gray. Yeah, he's a reformed man and he's done this. Well, let me tell you something. You know how many times I've been, and I don't behave this way anymore. I joke about it, but seriously, if you want to quit drinking, whatever. Uh, seriously, reach out to Hannah, 874-9390. We'll get hooked up. I can at least share with you what I've done. You know how many times I was in trouble sitting in the back of a squad car, handcuffed, going, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change things. I'm gonna get reformed now. So yeah, you I even got a tattoo. I even yeah. got a tattoo on my tricep. So yeah, when I get in those situations, I got reformed too. So I'm guessing if you're on death row, but the story mm-hmm. about what happened on the night for the murder that this dude is convicted of, what he did to this cop, I don't even know if I want to cover it here, man. Well, we've covered it in our news. I mean, it I is, know, it but is, I don't want to cover it on the show, man. We're trying to, leave, you it, know. It's, mm. I'll just I'll say it like this because yes. I'll spare the, the the if if people read 
the the read the Supreme Court. I, cha- I just to read the Supreme Court's ruling. Even Patricia Breckenridge, who who dissented, if you read in there, people are criticizing what Parson said, but what he's talking about about the five shots and the two more. That's in the court document. That is in the that's public record, and I covered the case. I mean, it happened. Now, Corey Bush is saying that he was on death row to begin with, primarily because he was black. Yeah, he that, was on death row because he murdered a cop, and the way in which he murdered him, he shot this cop. So I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm no, no, sorry. No, it was passionate it, it shot him in the head because right? that 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 thinking is sick. Shot him in the head. The cop, this guy yeah. who is protecting and serving, basically falls out of the car, is crawling. Correct on his hands and knees. And then the guy goes up to him and puts a couple more in him, right? It was two. He had shot him yeah. five, five times through the window, um, and a couple of those were in the head. They were, they did not kill him. He, It's hard to say. He he could have survived, but he was... He stumbled out of the car and was was crawling when the, when the and final at, shots were fired. And at close range, I mean, it, the yeah. it's gruesome, and it, it's like reading the details of that police report from the bar yeah. shooting this weekend in Jefferson City. Just a gruesome, murking, and, yeah. and it's it's the way it's that yeah. I've shot you several times. Now I'm gonna get you again while you're on your hands and knees. That that is evil, and it's evil for people like Corey Bush saying, "Well, we shouldn't have done that because she's black." Blah, blah. Uh, hey, there's Christmas things happening here in town. Uh, I know it's a bad... I'm sorry for the hard right hand sure. turn there, sure. but I don't want to leave a, sure. uh, on that story. Veterans United, yes. they're Shelter Gardens, I love what they do. Uh, they're getting ready. A lot of things going to be happening downtown this weekend in, uh, in City. Columbia and Jeff City. As a matter of fact, coming up a few minutes from now, uh, Jefferson City Mayor Kerry Turchin going to be joining us. Kind of give us the... Uh, the inside scoop on some of the things that are happening there. A lot of things. Oh, I love. Is it cheesy as a dude to really love this time of year? No. No. Thank you. Uh, Carrie Turch, and she's here five minutes from now on Wake Up Mid Missouri. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri featuring Brandon Rathers. Putting the fun in dysfunctional. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle. And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood Stucky, dog-kissing, brainless, heartless, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, hallelujah! Holy Where's the Tylenol? I wonder how many times they had to do that scene from the movie Christmas Vacation and how long it took him to rehearse all that stuff. Uh, getting ready for the holidays today, of course, last day of November, tomorrow, December 1, then in full swing this weekend. Activities all across mid-Missouri. you got the big things happening in Boonville. There's things in downtown Columbia, Jefferson City, of course, living it up during the holidays. I uh, want to bring in Jefferson City Mayor Kerry Turgeon. Mayor, good to see you. What are some of the big highlights coming up here in the next uh, 25, 26 days for us here in town? 
Well, we really kick it off today with the Special Olympics Polar Plunge. It's our Power Hour Plunge, so we don't go jump in a lake. What we do is we go in downtown Jefferson City, and we run through the hazmat showers right there on Madison Street in the heart of downtown. And if you look at the weather, it's the absolute coldest possible night. At 5 o'clock today is the literally coldest point. I think. 24 degrees right now, about kind of the same thing, because we're only going to top out in the mid-30s today by the time. That, that is worth the price of admission. What is admission for that? Well, admission is for the people who are the plungers. All you've got to do is donate. Just toss something in our bucket or go online and give to those of us that are uh, crazy enough to run through the water for a good cause so that you don't have to run through the, the frozen showers. Uh, our good friends uh, at the Missouri Times, Scott Vaughn, Stephanie, and I are going to be attending a party there tonight. That starts at 6 o'clock. So Stephanie's wanting to know here. She just passed me a note. She wants to know if she can make this polar plunge thing <laughs> and still make the... <laughs> no, she yes, didn't. no. Sure. Yeah, it My hair will be five. done. Oh, Stephanie, yeah, your hair will be dry by then. It'll be so cold, it'll just be frozen in position. It won't even move. So, But it's at 5 o'clock, and it's going to be really fast. So don't miss it, because it's so cold, we're going to run. We'll probably literally be running through the showers. But there's usually about 10 or 12 of us, and we'll run through. So definitely come to your party early. Be there at 5 today on Madison Street, right in front of Central Bank, and you'll see the fire trucks and the ambulance and all the all of our public safety personnel, and they bring out the hazmat and shower. And we will be hooking it up directly to the fire hydrant. This is not warm water. <laughs> yeah, it's not like a hot tub situation, so it's the coldest water possible, and Sheriff Wheeler and I have been having this rivalry, so it started out as city and county. It's our sixth year to do it, but it's all for Special Olympics, so we are going to beat Team Wheeler, because I'm sure he's he's not listening right now. And so you can just donate to Team City. Uh, and this is at 5 o'clock. So do people like, do they go? So I did a freeze on skis years ago. We'd go skiing on New Year's Day. And we did it for a JC's club in, uh, in Idaho. But is this something like people showing up in bathing suits and doing this tonight? <laughs> you can show up in costume, but it's more like polar bear outfits. Like, because it's so cold. But last year, I, I did wear a, kind of a... Uh, swim-related type thing. I've brought, you know, floaties and, uh, you know, all of the scuba-type gear before. But this year you might just see the city's biggest cheerleader because that's my name and that's what they call me. So that might be who appears tonight. But I know there's other surprises people will be dressed up because we just do it every year for fun. you got to have fun if you're crazy enough to run through those frozen, the frozen water. Uh, um, note to self, forget about the Speedo. And tonight and put on an Easter Bunny costume. I don't know if you'd raise money or they'd be throwing money at you to put something else on. I don't really know. But. Magic Mike, ladies and gentlemen. Or not. But it's really what? such a good cause. It, you, you need to come out and witness it if you haven't seen it All before. Right. It, it, and that's 5 o'clock tonight. It'll be a, a, a really good time. And what's the rest of the weekend look like? Then Thursday night, so December 1st, is the annual Mayor's Tree Lighting. So that's at Rotary Centennial Park on Bolivar Street. And we always love that event. If you haven't seen the Mayor's Tree, of course, it's just it's stunning and, and a great photo spot. So we kick it off. That is Thursday night. 
uh, this Thursday. We'll meet at, actually, we're going to meet ahead of time at City Hall. So if anybody wants to bike over there, we're right in the heart of our active transportation plan. So we're going to go right from the active transportation plan meeting. And anybody can join us for a really small mini community bike ride. And we're going to bike at 6 o'clock. We're going to bike over to Rotary Centennial Park for the tree lighting. So you might just see me arrive Okay. On a bike. I know Santa's got a sleigh. The mayor's got the bike. All but right. regardless, from 530 uh, to 630, there will be like food trucks. And All right. Don't don't mean to cut you short. We're running out of time here. Mayor Kerry Turgeon, those events tonight. And you got to run fast when you do the thing. Otherwise, you get a parking ticket. <laughs> I'm kidding. And uh, then thir- yeah. Friday night living okay. windows, Saturday Christmas parade. We'll see you all this week in Jeff City. A lot of things happening in Jefferson City and in Columbia. you got the VU lights. You've got shelter guards. Great time for the holidays. Coach Gary Pinkle joins us coming up at 810.